What's up, everybody? It's Cooper and James, and we are from the back pens. It was an exciting weekend, end of the regular season for the PBR, both the Velocity Tour and the UTB Tour. I was at the Velocity event in Grand Forks over the weekend on Saturday night, but I caught pretty much most of Billings except for Saturday. I watched Friday night and I got to watch Sunday too. James, did you get to watch the whole thing or what did you see? I watched everything but the bucking battle just because it's on CBS and we're on Nantana and so we barely ever get CBS. How do you not get CBS? That's like a you can plug into the wall and get it in most oh, places. I, oh, I know, but we live down in a holler and it doesn't want to pick up. The, it'll only pick up certain channels. I gotcha. I gotcha. That's too bad. Yeah, they had a bucking battle in Billings. They had a three-day event, so there's a lot of points up for grabs. It was a little bit of a different format. It was a two-day long round, so everybody got on one on either Friday or Saturday for the actual competition, and then they brought a bunch of guys back on Sunday. So it was a little bit of a unique format, pretty similar to what they used in Albuquerque to finish the year, and it was just to save on them guys. They had a bucking battle, so... Instead of making them get on that many bulls, they kind of cut it back a little bit, which I don't have a problem with. You know, it's been a long grind of a season for these guys. Even though it's only been five months, they've had a lot of bulls to get on. Not a lot of time to recover. It's been it's been a grind for sure, but things are really setting up to make for an exciting world finals there in Fort Worth. These races are really tight, pretty much amongst all of them. The rookie of the year, bull of the year, and the world title race, that's all really tight right now. We're getting geared up for the Velocity Finals. That'll be happening in Corpus Christi this coming weekend. I'm sure you're going to see some guys in that world title race and that in that bull riding as well. So we've got a lot to talk about. We'll quit messing around. Grab them slides, boys, because we're coming at you from the back pins. <laughs> So to kick things off, we'll talk about the 15-15 bucking battle that they had in Billings over the weekend. It was on Saturday. They broadcast it live on CBS yesterday in the afternoon. They rode three of 15, and your winner was Manolito De Souza Jr. He was 93 and a half on Blue Duck. He earned 59 world points for the effort. And Manolito's a guy, he's just not going to buck off very many of them that go into his hand, and that's what Blue Duck did. All the riders that had qualified rides in the bucking battle were at least 90 points in second place. Bob Mitchell, 90 and a quarter. He rode top shelf from the pages and he earned 49 world points for his effort. Really good ride from Bob. It's good to see him finding some success. He's had a rough patch here. He's been pretty banged up, but he made a really good ride on Saturday. And I thought that bull could fit him. Bull went into his hand and Bob just sat up there and did his job like he's supposed to. Luciano De Castro was the last guy to get a qualified ride, and he actually got a re-ride on his original draw. So he came back and got on safety meeting from the re-ride pen. He went 90 on old safety meeting, and safety meeting is just a bull that left-handed guy should really crave at this level. Don't you agree, James? Oh, yeah. I think I think he's one that everybody should get along with at this level to some degree, regardless of which hand you ride with. Just because of the timing that that bull has, I'm sure there's a lot more to him than what he looks like. You know, they must have, he must have had a really high rider over bull score to get that bull into the 90s because typically that bull is 
somewhere between 87 and 89 and a half usually i mean he can have an he can have a 45 point day but that's not typical with his age and how long he's been around you're right they marked safety meeting 43 and a half which means they would have marked luciano 46 and a half that's three points above the bull and if you're going to be three points above your bull it doesn't matter what bull you're going to get on you've got a chance to win so yeah safety meeting he's one that guys really like and i'm sure he was really ecstatic when he saw that that's what he was going to get on for his re-ride bull so that ends the regular season as far as bucking battles and events and they had a lot of bucking battles this year there was a whole bunch of them packed into a short amount of time they are definitely going to play a huge role in this world title race but let's talk about the actual event in Billings, Montana. It was one of those unique deals where they kind of had an expanded format in round one, and they brought so many guys back on Sunday. And it was a really good weekend of bull riding. They rode quite a few bulls. 20 guys ended up getting a qualified ride. The guy standing on the top of the hill ends up being Dakota Lewis. 265 and a quarter on three head. Dakota earned 134 world points. That's his first UTB win in his home state. He's a native Montanan. Really good weekend for Dakota. If you watched him Friday, he gets a re-ride on his first bull, capitalizes on his re-ride bull, and on Sunday, rides his, rides his long-round bull, comes back and drafts Trail of Tears in the short round, gets a re-ride on him. So he ended up being 91 points on Drago, his re-ride bull in the short round for the event win. Really solid weekend for Dakota James, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And, and the story they told on on the uh, broadcast was pretty heartwarming and touching as well. You know, his dad was there in the audience, and uh, he pretty much dominated the event as far as, you know, him and, and Lucas Devino. But we'll get to him in a minute. But Dakota Lewis uh, being right there from Montana and had actually, you know, as a kid, sat in the stands with his grandma and said, hey, grandma, can I do that one of these days? She said, yeah, if you work hard enough at it, you can. So it was really, really fitting that he won his first ever event there. And Billings is one of the older events that's still on tour. So I feel like it's more prestigious than some of the other ones that are, are brand new or whatever to the tour just because of the history. But that's to go to show you that on any given weekend, any one of those guys have the, has the talent and the ability to win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody can win on any given weekend, like James said. A lot of it comes down to what bulls they draw and how they're feeling mentally. But really awesome for Dakota. And it was also funny on the broadcast. I shouldn't say funny, but interesting little side note that we got from the broadcast as well was, Dakota's little boy Hayes told him, Dad, we gotta we gotta get down to the the finals in Fort Worth. We gotta go to Texas. And Dakota definitely accomplished that over the weekend. So really, really happy for Dakota. Coming in second, the only other guy to ride all three bulls, Lucas Devino, 263 and three quarters on three head. He earned 104 world points over the weekend. Really good weekend for Lucas Devino as well. And he picked Juju in the short round. And he put it on him for 92 points. Juju's been a bull that you can be a pile on. He's not one that everybody can ride, but if you do ride him, you're going to be a pile of points. I thought it was a pretty good pick for Lucas. What do you think of Lucas's weekend? I thought, oh boy, here we go. And this time he's not going to slap him. He's going to sit up and 
and do his deal, and he did. He's got real, real good at raising those eyebrows this year. That might be a sleeper for the world finals title at this point, as hard as he is coming into the finals. Because there's always somebody that steps up that nobody expects and does phenomenally well at the finals. But, uh, yeah, Lucas did a phenomenal job. Rolled all his bulls, did everything he could do. You can't ask for anything better than that. Moving on to the third-place finisher in Billings, Dalen Swearingen comes in in third, 178 on two head. Dalen earned 70 and a half world points on the weekend. And Dalen really saved himself on Sunday. He didn't ride his first one on Friday night, I believe, and came back, got his bull road in the long round, gave himself a not a great pick in the short round, but he ended up getting one that kind of fits Dalen. He's not the easiest to ride. He took Charmer of from the Page family, and Dalen rode him for 91 points, and this was a bull in the bucking battle. They marked like 47 or something like that. It was ridiculously high in the bucking battle. He made Dalen work for it, but Dalen just gritted it out, gets the job done, and, and gives himself a decent weekend to end the regular season. Oh, yeah, and, and he needed it. You you were right. You touched on it. Either I don't remember if you touched on it last week's podcast or if we touched on it privately, but you said, hey, you know, he's due for a good weekend. He needs one to stay relevant in this championship race, and he did it, and I can almost guarantee you that he will be at the Velocity Finals because he, he goes to everything he can possibly put his hand in his rope at to count towards the world title. So I'm not going to guarantee it, but I can, I'm can. i about as positive as that as anybody can be without actually seeing him on the day sheet, which we won't know until later on this week. Yeah, Dalen's a guy, he's not afraid to go get on a lot of bulls. And as long as he's healthy, he's going to enter about everything he can, like James said. So he's definitely one I agree that you're most likely going to see this weekend in Corpus Christi. But moving on to your fourth place finisher, Kaike Pacheco, 173 and a half on two head. Kaike earned 54 world points. So really those two had good weekends and JRV just didn't have a very good weekend. He still got one road, but wasn't really a threat for the event at all. So Kaike and Dalen definitely made up some ground, but Kaike had both his long round bulls road. And he had the second pick in the short round, and they talked about it on the broadcast too. I didn't really like this pick for him that much. He picked Liston from the pages. 44 on the bull score. You know, that's kind of just a day for this bull. He can be really, really good. But I would have liked to have seen Kaike pick something a little different. What about you, James? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was excited to see it because that shows me where his confidence is. And to my knowledge, I've never seen that bull ridden, and I'd like to see him ridden. I'm sure he's been ridden before, but I don't recall seeing it or hearing about it just because he's not, he don't have that bushwhacker kind of wow factor that you need to really, everybody pays attention. Oh my God, did you hear they rode listen or whatever, but he's one that's definitely been on my radar and definitely been on yours from things that we've talked about in the past. So to have that kind of confidence coming in the number two spot in the draft and to pick that bull. Yeah, I agree. He probably should have picked, you know, something like Juju or anything else really would have fit him better than, than that bull. But I don't think that bull really fits anybody right now. So uh, it's great to see that he had the confidence to at least stand, step up in there and try. 
Yeah, it does show where his head's at, that he's confident enough to pick a bull like that. But at the end of the day, that doesn't get you world points. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. We all like to see it, but it probably wasn't the best business move on his end. But he's still in a good position going into the finals where that's not going to kill him. He's still got a very legitimate chance to walk away as the world champion this year. And rounding out your top five from Billings, Mason Taylor, 168 and three quarters on two head. Mason earned 39 world points for the effort. And it was good to see from Mason. He's been a little quiet this year, or shouldn't say this year. He's been a little quiet down the stretch here. It's good to see Mason getting the train back on the tracks heading into the the world finals here because this guy's got a lot of talent. He can ride it. Bulls going both ways. He went with Sky Harbor in the short round. Pretty good day from this bull, 45 and a half. And he made short work of Mason, but... Two for three is not a bad weekend, and that'll give him some confidence going into the world finals. Absolutely, and I didn't realize that bull bucked him off three times in a row. Maybe it's time to pick a different bull moving forward. Um, but, you know, it took J.B. Money like 14 times to ride Bushwhacker or some astronomical number anyway. So he still got the talent and the ability to do it. He just got to do something different or pick a different bull because whatever he's doing when he gets on him isn't working. So let's move into some notable bull scores because there were some pretty big bull scores over the weekend in Billings. Blue Duck in the short round was 46 and a half. I believe from what I've seen of that bull this year, that would be his highest bull score. And that bull really seems like he's getting consistent. You know, earlier in the year, he had a few 42 and a half point days, but lately it's pretty much been 45 and above. So that's good for Cord. That's a younger bull. He's one to look at when you're getting out there in the classic rounds down in Fort Worth. Like he's going to be a serious player down there for sure. Riding solo was 46 and a quarter on Sunday in the championship round. And we'll touch on that a little bit later, but that tied him for Whoopa for bull of the year. They're both tied for first right now. There was also some big time bull scores in the bucking battle. We'll start with the highest bull score of the weekend. Charmer from the pages put up 47 and a quarter with Derek Obaba. So Derek Obaba got on two really dang rank bucking bulls. Um, when you're getting on one that's 46 and a half and the other one you get on is 47 and a quarter, that's a tough weekend at the office for Derek. Oh, absolutely. And I don't want to cut you off there, Coop, but I do want to say this about Derek. And I don't know if he's listening to our podcast or not, but I kind of I kind of picked on him a little bit for not getting out on Blue Duck the other day and getting disqualified well obviously he didn't mess around with him this time and took his shot and got out on him clean so good for him and he put out one heck of an effort too i really thought there for a minute he was going to ride that bull some other notable bull scores in the 15-15 jake metals grand theft was 46 and a quarter with dalton castle that's a bull too that's really underrated in my opinion they don't mark him like he should be all the time but he's one to watch out for at the finals. He doesn't get rode very much. And he's a big, strong one. You better have your hammer cocked when you nod your head on him. Pookie Holler had a good day, but not an outstanding day. He was 45 points in the 15-15 bucking battle. And Pookie Holler is definitely in that bull of the year race. So let's go over and look at those standings real quick since we're talking about bull scores. Like we mentioned earlier, Whoopaw and Riding Solo are tied right now both with a 46.29 average. So it's between those two, it's going to come down to the best outs at the finals. So those two are sitting at the top. You got Pookie Holler in third, 45 
8.79 is his average. So he's about a half a point behind those top two. And there's a three-way tie for third right now between Juju, Jag Metals Grand Theft, and Moonlight Party. They're all at 45.63. And Blue Duck, he made a move up quite a bit. He's now in seventh, 45.58. So those are kind of the bulls that I would say have probably the best chance to catch them. Um, but it's going to come down to Wupon riding solo slipping up for any of those bulls to catch them, in my opinion. Just because those bulls, the way they get marked, it's going to take them to slip up and these other bulls from behind them to have outstanding days, not just good days. I don't know how they're going to do it at the finals, but this year, because of there was only six outs, even if they got re-rides on them and they were in the world championship race, those scores counted for the world title as far as the bull race goes. And I'm really proud of Cord and everybody for working with Riding Solo. He seemingly got out clean both times this week. And uh, that's something that we don't see often enough, or that bull would be way out in the lead, I feel like, if he had some of his better days and could get out clean. But I don't know about way out in the lead, because Wupal is just spectacular to watch. But that could play a factor in that world title race. And that's where some of those other bulls that you talked about could make a huge move in the world standings. And also Blue Ducks, another one that guys have trouble getting out on or hitting the shoots or something. Here recently, his last few outs, not so much. But I think the guys are figuring out how to get out on that bull. But some guys still have issues getting out on him. So that'll play a, a role and effect on, on that world title race as well. What do you think about uh, Grand Theft and JRV in the championship round? It was surprising because I'm pretty sure he's rode that bull before. To me, it just really looked like his head wasn't in the game. That's what it looked like to me. You know, it could have been something else. That bull really bucks too. I'm not taking anything away from the bull, but I did not expect him to get dominated like that. I wasn't sure if he would 100% ride him, but I didn't expect him to get dominated. It really just to me looked like JRV wasn't interested. And going to the left too. Right. That bull's going to go to the left. He's gone to the left basically every time I've seen him from memory and He's still really hard to ride for a lefty. Like you're not going to see an average left-handed rider ride him. It's going to take a top level left-handed rider to get it done on him. But it did shock me. Like I've said, just the domination. I hope that's not the JRV we see down at the finals because we haven't seen that guy pretty much all year. He's been really consistent on bulls to the left. And if he struggles, even on bulls that go into his hand down there, it's going to be tough for him to win this deal. Absolutely. I wanted your thoughts on that because I was just as surprised as you were. I think my jaw hit the ground because I, I thought that was one of the dumbest moves that they could have done was leave that bull for JRV. He got the 12th spot because of an injury, and that was the last bull left, and he had ridden that bull at least once, maybe twice this year for over 90 points, just riding to his hand, and that's kind of what I expected. I didn't expect that. He's going to the left. I figured at the very least he'd warm him up. But let's move on to the, the world title race here just real quick because not a lot has changed, but the top three have really gotten tight. Kaike's really made up a lot of ground here the last month. He's less than 50 points behind Dalen Swearingen, and he was a lot farther behind than that not that long ago. JRV's still sitting at the top, but Dalen's really closed the gap on him too. Dalen's roughly 32 points behind JRV. 
Jose, he's about 250 behind the pack. It's still a wide open race. Uh, what do you have to say about it, James? Well, you want a bold prediction? We'll have a new number one coming into the world finals after the velocity finals if JRV decides not to attend. And even if he does, I still predict that Kaiki or, or Dalen One will at least earn enough points there to overtake the number one spot heading into Fort Worth. And I think if it does happen, that's great because that's going to motivate JRV even more to get his spot back. And it's good for the whole end of the season to see several lead changes for the world title. And with 1,200 points available at the finals, it's anybody's ball game. Yeah, it's a tight race, and it's going to make for an exciting exciting finish down in Fort Worth, no doubt about it. This is going to be one of the better races we've seen just because there's so many guys involved. You know, recently we've seen races, but they've been mainly between just a couple guys. I feel like there's legitimately four plus guys that have a have a real shot at this. So I'm excited to see how it all plays out. And I, th- I know you are too, James. It's going to be a really good two weekends of bull riding down there in Fort Worth. But I think we will transition now to the Rank Ride Fantasy portion of this podcast. Rank Ride Fantasy Bull Riding is free to play in 2022. Make your picks for PBR riders and bulls and get in on the action. The year-end champion will receive a VIP trip for two to PBR World Finals in Fort Worth, Texas and a custom Rank Ride bragging rights buckle. Follow Rank Ride Facebook and keep up with great giveaways on the Rank Ride Fantasy Instagram page. Rank Ride Fantasy, your connection to the Western lifestyle you love. Sign up to play free at rankridefantasy.com. You can find more about Rank Ride Fantasy at www.rankridefantasy.com, at Rank Ride Fantasy on Instagram, Rank Ride on Facebook, and Rank Ride TV on YouTube. If you haven't played before, the name of the game is pretty simple. Six riders, three bulls. The Rank Ride regular season finished up, James, and you finished in third. So, I mean, it's not first, but that's not bad. No, but... When you've dominated the fantasy bull riding world for four or five years, I guess it's time for somebody to come along and beat you. And she's dominated all year long, and and I've tried to catch her all year. She just was hard to catch. And Coop, I know you've you've had some success. Well, I don't know where you ended up when I looked. I think maybe twelfth, but that's right on the cusp of the top ten. Been in and out of the top ten, and even higher in this season and I love this because many of you know that I have cerebral palsy and blah 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 I'm not going to beat a dead horse to death but that's as close as I'll ever get to winning a world title and to to have four of them is pretty amazing from you know the different fantasy formats that came before rank ride but what I like about rank ride is now it actually gives the fans the same opportunity as the Cowboys and putting money in their pockets just by using their knowledge. It may not be the same amounts by no means, et cetera, but it's phenomenal to have the to have the chance to literally say, hey, hang on a minute, i got to make my picks and enter the bull riding because for me that's as close as I'll ever get other than the three bulls that I actually got on in my lifetime to win something and to have a chance to win money every week is pretty fun and 
you touched on a lot of the things that I really like about fantasy sports in general, not just fantasy bull riding. I'm pretty active in fantasy football. Uh, I've played fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball, uh, done DraftKings, all that stuff. It's pretty fun to have an outlet for that when it comes to bull riding. You know, I'm around the sport so much. It gives me an outlet to try to use my knowledge and it's put some extra spending money in my pocket, no doubt about it. You know, like James said, pride definitely comes into it. I mean, as far as winning, but then this is a way when you're talking to somebody and you can tell them, oh man, like this guy's got this bull, he's going to be 95 points. Like this is your opportunity to put, put your money where your mouth is, you know, and back that up. And you're going to be wrong sometimes. There's been plenty of times this year I thought I had all the answers and I did not. That's part of part of what makes it so exciting is bull riding is probably one of the most unpredictable sports you can play fantasy with. Like football and baseball, you have your guys that are going to kind of carry you. You know, they're going to kind of carry you week in, week out, week to week. They're going to have a few dud games here and there, but not nearly as often as bull riding. The best guys in the world, if they ride 50%, they're considered that's really good. I mean, you're at the, the top five, top 10, whatever. In football, your studs might only have two or three bad games out of 16. So you do the math, that's a lot higher than 50%. So that's what makes this super hard to predict is you can have slam dunk matchups. They don't go your way. You can have guys get hurt in a weekend. You don't get to change them out. I mean, there's a lot of variables to it. It's exciting. I'm really glad there's a platform for this. And I think it's only going to keep growing when people really figure out how exciting and how fun it is. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's only going to get better from here with each passing year. It's going to grow and continue to grow. I hope just like the sport to where, you know, you can literally make a living playing fantasy bull riding at some point. That would just be amazing. I don't, I don't know when that'll happen, but I, I just in my gut, it's telling me that, that this is long overdue and it's just, it's, it's amazing. And I'm glad the guy stepped up that, you know, created it and put it all together even using the analytics just off this particular weekend, those really, really, really high percentage chances of getting a bulls or getting a bulls road, none of them I don't think made the whistle that had like over a 50% chance of riding their bulls according to the analytics of the game, which goes to show you that it's anybody's ball game any weekend just like an actual bull riding. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a positive and a good thing about Rank Ride is it can definitely add to the fans' experience. As far as making them feel like they're involved with the show and they're competing alongside their favorite human and animal athletes, for sure. But we're going to cut the Rank Ride segment a little short today because we had the opportunity to get the big winner from Billings, Montana. On the show here today, guys, we are going to have a short segment with Dakota Lewis. We appreciated him taking time out of his day to join us, and I hope you guys enjoy it. We've got a special guest on today, the big winner from Billings, Dakota Lewis. Dakota, how's how's it going? How's the drive home after a big win like that? Oh, not too bad. Nice weather out, so just cruising along. How far is your place from Billings? What is it, five, six hours? Uh, it's about six hours, yep. So... Let's talk about the big win. You get your first UTB win over the weekend. How did that feel happening in your home state? It's something that I've worked throughout my whole career to, to make happen and for it to finally 
all coming together. Couldn't think of a better place to win my first UTB. It wasn't an easy one either. You had to get on a lot of re-ride bulls too. Is that something as a bull rider that do you find more difficult or do you kind of like getting one out of the way and getting the blood flowing? Uh, you know, I don't really, I don't have a preference, I guess, you know, <laughs> a good one and that's really where it's at. But, uh, the less re-rise, the better. So, uh, when it works out, it's always good, but otherwise, you know, shoot a guy, just, uh, rather not have to get on too many, uh, when you don't really need to. Kind of speaking of getting on a lot, how, how have you been feeling in this short and condensed or shorter condensed season? Has your body been holding up? All right. Has it been, do you like this better or would you like a extended season with more breakdown? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely up to game. I feel like everybody's definitely had to want to win every time because of how short the season is. So the points and stuff are pretty crucial. And, uh, you know, I've had, uh, I've had some good weekends and then I've had some not as good weekend so i'm just taking all uh, you know, like uh with uh finals coming up it's no better time for me really heck yeah it's a good time to be hot so on the broadcast they talked about hayes was telling you you had to make it to texas that feel pretty good to cash in on that that promise you made to him oh yeah for sure yeah, no, I uh, I actually got to talk to him this morning before school. He was he wasn't too excited about school, and I told him he only got to go for a couple more days to change his attitude. Do you have plans to ride in the Velocity Finals this coming weekend? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to go down to Corpus Christi this weekend, and I got a chance to uh, win the year end. So hopefully, I got some good bulls and uh, do my part. See what happens. So kind of going off of after the finals are over, are you planning on riding the team deal? Did you declare for the draft? Uh, yeah, no, I am. I uh, just declared for the draft the other day. and I'm excited about the, the whole new series of teams and stuff. So I think it's going to be exciting. And you have experience with team bull riding. You've been on the team wolves. How many times now has it been two or three? Um, I've got to be on there three times now. What do you think it adds to you guys as bull riders, that team atmosphere? Do you think it really makes you up your game up a little bit? Oh, for sure. I mean, you sure don't want to be the weak link on the, on the team, you know. And, and then when your teammates are up, you know, you're pushing for them just as much just because they, they ride, you know, it counts for you. So it's, a, it's definitely a different aspect on the bull riding side. But uh, at the end of the day, it, you know, it all starts and ends with riding your bulls. So that's uh, that's what we mainly focus on, and uh, just try letting the other stuff just kind of fall into place as it will. Yeah, I was just curious as far as like how the whole for those that don't know, because I really don't know because I haven't followed it as much. But like, how does one declare for the draft and all that good stuff? You have to, I guess, fill out a. Uh, paper that has you declaring that you're going to be eligible to ride at these events for a certain team if you get picked by a certain team on the draft day which is um the day after the pbr world finals and uh the teams i believe are going to take seven guys per team so hopefully do some good here in the next couple weeks and uh yeah, did you end up going to the combine as well, Dakota? What was that back in March? I think they had that. 
No, I uh, I had to uh, take care of some uh, cows there at the house, and I had my son, so we didn't make it down to the combine. But I had a lot of buddies that were down there. They liked a lot of stuff that was going on, so it it sounded like it was a great time. So speaking of of cows, yeah, you're a rancher back home when you're in Montana. So you obviously came from a cowboy rodeo background. Yes, sir. What was your path that led you to bull riding? Uh, you know, I uh, I grew up on a ranch outside of, uh, in between East Glacier and Browning, Montana, my entire life. And we've always had horses. And we've had a little bit of cows here and there. And there was always work that we've done, but we always rodeoed. My mom, she rodeoed. My dad, he rodeoed. My grandpas, they, they all rodeoed, you know. I think I'm like a fifth generation cowboy and uh you know it's just been a way of life for us and my dad he rode bulls and uh he had a lot of luck and everywhere we went so growing up you know i i really uh, thought he was the superhero of bull riding really and, and uh, i mean i watched him from the time that i remember and once i was capable of doing it myself and you know got got that winning feeling in my blood and stuff i mean it just uh it just took off from there you know i really never pictured myself doing anything else besides being a cowboy and riding bulls or, or roping or whatever you have with uh you know the western way of life so i've uh, i've definitely had had a blessed road for sure did did you play any sports in high school or was it all just rodeo um you know i i played quite a bit of sports uh up until my sophomore year I uh, wrestled quite a bit growing up, uh, played basketball, ran track, played football in my younger years. But, you know, rodeo was always a priority. And if there was a rodeo during any of the games, I was going to be at the rodeo. And uh, sometimes my coaches didn't like that. But it's pretty cool now to have some of them come up to me and, uh, you know, tell me some encouraging words and just kind of give a sense of pride. Back. It's, uh, it's, it's been fun for sure. Yeah, speaking of that, where you get that kind of community pride. So you're not from a very populated area. Did you do you really feel like that area really does take a lot of pride in what you're doing and kind of representing them as a whole? Oh, for sure. And I mean, not only my uh, my own where I grew up, my own hometown, but all of the nation of the Native American people. Just you know, the support that I've gotten through the the INFR rodeos growing up and, you know, meeting all the people across the United States. And then for me to be on the PBR level and to ha start having success, and, I mean, the support system, I, I'm truly thankful for. And, uh, it's, it was awesome in Billings, that's for sure. I mean, I couldn't hear nothing. Everyone was yelling so loud. And I was loving every bit of it. So I noticed over the last couple of weeks, you've decided to take the helmet off and go back to riding hats down. What made you want to make that decision? Uh, you know, I don't know. It was just kind of a crazy deal. I was waiting for my bull there in Tacoma the second day, and uh, it was really hot in there that day or something. I only had three or four ahead of me, and I just started getting way too hot. So I'd take it off, kind of take a couple deep breaths, give me a drink of water, put my hat on, and pretty soon there was two ahead of me and I was like, well, shoot, this feels a lot better. And I've, I've been on enough with my hat. I think today's, today's the day for a hat because that helmet right now, is just ain't making me feel too good. I don't know. And then, uh, I got on, it was just a nice bull and I, I ended up getting him rode. Well, I, uh, I called back home to my dad and first thing he told me, he had, didn't even say hello. 
good job. Nothing. He said, uh, yeah, I see you start cowboying up again. And so, uh, I kind of took that one to heart right there. And, uh, I feel like I have a lot more confidence when I ride in my hat. I know it's just a mental thing. And I've rode, you know, plenty of bulls with both a helmet and a hat, but, uh, it's, uh, it's been fun here lately and, uh, I'm sticking to it. So many people have debated helmet or hat. Is there really that much of a weight difference? I guess it just depends on how big your head is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, it, it's just like whether you're going to put on a pair of boots or you're going to pair of shoes, you know, your personal preference on comfort. So going off of your recent success too, you've been traveling a lot with your son Hayes and, and that's gotta be a pretty fun experience for you. Oh yeah. I know to, uh, to have him, you know, be able to go to all the new places and see the things that we get to out on the road and getting to fly and just the whole experience. I mean, it's, it's been a huge blessing. It's, uh, it's been kind of crazy because it's, it's really taken off all the pressure for me on, on my bull ride. And, you know, I'm just out here really living my dream and just enjoying it all. You know, I know that you can't take anything for granted. So I'm just, uh, just very thankful for that. So what's it been like watching Hayes kind of start his rodeo journey as well? I know there's some Instagram videos and stuff of him on some calves and sheep. Has he been pretty excited about all that stuff too? You know, it's been pretty as of recent for him to really want to actually get on an animal. He, uh, he, he announces every single day and plays rodeo and bull riding and what have you, but uh, he never really was too eager to want to get on until just as of recent. And, uh, it's it's pretty awesome i feel like uh him you know being around all the guys in the locker room and and uh seeing you know exactly what we're doing every weekend he gets that in his mindset and he was entered to win that's for dang sure but he was excited about it and and to see him just to be eager to go out there and have the courage to want to do something you know i was just i couldn't ask for anything more i mean i i happened to buck off that night right there at the whistle and I forgot about that once uh, Hayes was about to start getting on a sheep, you know, everything was focused on. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of got that little bit of uh, the nervous butterflies from my son, you know. And, uh, it's, it's fun to see him go out there and just enjoy it all and always, you know, be happy. And he, he dang sure loves it, that's for sure. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for that. I've seen him in a couple of them buildings, man. He's just eating it up. He looks like he's having a blast, but... I remember wherever it was in Sioux Falls, he kind of said, ah, he's kind of getting sick of everybody coming up to him and wanting his picture now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. He, uh, he got to sign autographs with me there one day in uh, Albuquerque. And uh, there was a lot of people there, and he was pretty eager to do it for about the first 15 minutes. And the only thing he was putting down was age. And, oh, man, everybody was sure eager to make sure that they had that age. You know, they wanted his autograph, so... A lot of people were lined up for him more than the rest of us. And uh, after a little while, he was done with it. So we uh, we put on Paw Patrol on the phone. He went and sat, laid down in the corner, and waited till we uh, we got done. He dang sure enjoyed it, though, for sure. He sees Dad getting to do stuff like that, and uh, he dang sure eats it up. So I see he's got a pony, too, at home. How, <laughs> op- how often does he mess around with his pony? Uh, you know, probably not as often as we would like to us being on the road at the bull riding, but he, he gets to go, you know, mess around with him every, maybe once every two weeks or a couple times every two weeks. 
it's been fun. Uh, he's, uh, he's, we've broken that pony together and, uh, the pony is actually younger than he is. The pony's three and Hayes is four. So they've been learning together and he's had a lot of courage and, uh, he's been willing to really want to learn, you know, the small things that we've been doing there on the ranch. So it's been super exciting for me and to kind of go back to the basics of it all and kind of sharpen my skills as well. So it's, it's been fun for sure. So going back to kind of your earlier days in border riding, you're a guy that you did follow the Indian rodeo trail quite a bit and you made the INFR. Was it, it's a handful of times. How many times did you make it? Um, I've made it there nine times. And you, you won it, right? You're a two or three time Indian world champion, correct? Yep. Yep. I, I won it, uh, three times and I've been the reserve, uh, five times. So I've had a lot of luck down there in Vegas at the South point. Do you think those times going to those kind of rodeos really helped get you ready for this level of bull riding? Oh yes. Without a doubt. I mean, I got to, I got to go to the timer page for stuff is what they were called at the time, the premier series events when I was still in high school and the level of bulls that I got to get on right there, you know, it really, uh, it opened my eyes. You know, I always refer going back to just keeping my faith and knowing God has a plan and, you know, there's been plenty of ups and downs, but to continue to, to strive, to want to better yourself, you know, to progress your skills and to make it happen at the level you want, you know, it's, it's been an everyday, uh, everyday grind but uh you know it, it all happened for a reason and uh i'm just super thankful for it all yeah i've got to grow up going to the INFR rodeos uh in the junior events and stuff so i always feel like them giving us the rodeo atmosphere from a young star always kind of gave us a little a little uh confidence boost so so now to be you know on the pbr getting to do what i've always dreamed to do is it's just truly really a blessing. Is there anything you do different now versus back then at, at those rodeos other than the fact that you, you know, travel to this to buildings mostly now and it's all indoors? But as far as like your are you on a specific diet or training program or anything along those lines or are you just old school? Good go get on and win. Well, back then I had a lot of success, you know, and I, so I didn't think I had to work as hard. So, uh, once I kind of got humbled a few times, it uh, definitely started picking up my, uh, workout routines and then, you know, also just making the better choice of, uh, what you put into your body far as your diet. I, uh, I'm pretty innocent for one to be a snack, eating a snack, you know, and eating chips or whatever. And I know it's probably not going to be, do me any justice, but, uh, I've always just, figured yeah I'll, I'll work out so i'll just work it off later you know and uh it's just been as of recently that i've actually taken it and gotten serious about it and really uh just cleaned it all up far as my nutrition and and then my mind you know it, everything happens for a reason i go back to it and that's just right there for me uh working at it you know, it's a every single day thing for me and believing in myself each and every time that uh that i am one of the best you know, riding against the best. So it's, uh, it's been a definitely a combination of a few things, but it, it's nothing, you know, too far fetched, far off the basics really. So speaking of that, kind of what the routine that it takes to be successful, there's different things that work for different guys. 
as far as the routine before they ride, are you a guy that likes to keep things pretty loose and relaxed until it's go time? Or do you like to get really zoned in? Uh, you know, I like to keep it pretty simple and stay relaxed. I'm one that I can kind of get a little fired up if I let myself, you know, just because, uh, I, I get excited about it. You know, I love it, but, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've tried to just, uh, stay relaxed, you know, and just enjoy the process and just take it all in, you know, because we don't get to do this forever. So just make the most out of it while we get the opportunity. Do you know much about rank ride and kind of what your thought process of fantasy sports hitting the bull riding in the Western world? Yeah, no, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, to be able to have that opportunity to, to win on a bull rider that you, you know, your favorite bull rider or whatever you have. Uh, I think that's, that's awesome. And more people should get involved uh, because I think they'd have a lot more fun with it and, uh, you know, kind of make them more part of the sport. Heck yeah, man. Well, we really appreciate it, Dakota, you hopping on here. I know you're a busy guy and uh, hope the rest of your drive goes good. And, and thanks for spending some time with us today. Heck yeah, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Best of, luck. Best of luck in Corpus Christi and spur three more. Yes, sir, I appreciate it. It sure was fun having Dakota on. It was awesome to get him after his big win in Billings. You're not going to meet a nicer guy, more humble guy, and just he shows a lot of grit in the arena, and all these guys do, but there's some that stand out, and to me, Dakota's one of those guys. James, do you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, absolutely. I always got thoughts on something, Coop. You know that. But just uh, thank everybody for listening. And just any feedback is more than welcome anytime. And uh, always remember that every day is a gift from God. And what you do with it, quite simply and honestly, that you give back to him. God bless. Coop, the floor is yours, buddy. Back at you, James. It's been a fun season for sure in rank ride and PBR. There's been a lot of a lot of cool things that have happened within the PBR. And of course, they've got their team draft that's going to be happening here in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited for that. And I definitely think we'll end up doing some content on that. That's going to be a really cool thing. And like James said, don't be afraid to reach out to us for feedback on the podcast, or even if you just have general questions about bull riding, rank ride, anything, we'll help you out with anything or tell us what we're doing good or bad with the podcast. We're always open to feedback, guys. You can find us at From the Backpens on Instagram, From the Backpens on Facebook, From the Backpens on YouTube. And my email is Cooper, C O O P E R, From the Backpens at gmail.com. You can find more about Rank Ride Fantasy at www.rankridefantasy.com, at Rank Ride Fantasy on Instagram, Rank Ride on Facebook, and Rank Ride TV on YouTube. It's been a been a fun season, guys, and we're going to keep putting out content for you through through the finals and stuff like that. I know I'll be pretty busy during the actual world, world finals. I leave for those this Sunday, actually. We'll have to figure out exactly what my schedule will be like and how much and what kind of content we can give you, but we'll try to do as much as we can during the finals. And until next time, guys, you have a great one and come back and visit us again from the back pins. 